Hey gang, welcome to Dateline Louisiana, a provocative look at the deepest of the deep southern states. Thoughts that are informative, candid, humorous, and sometimes controversial about life in one of the most interesting and rabble-rousing states in the nation. Here are your hosts, Anna Gray and Jim Brown. Hey, welcome to the Dateline Louisiana a podcast. Glad to have you join us. Uh, I'm Jim Brown with my co-host, Rhonda Gray. Rhonda, good to talk to you today. Got a lively show planned, don't we? Always, Jim, always. And you can go see a schedule of our programs and look back on previous programs. We have a number. You can see it at DatelineLouisiana.com. So check that out also on my website, I post a lot of information about the show. Rhonda Gray's books are on my site. It's www.jimbrownla.com. So both of the sites will give you a good overview as to what we're doing. Rhonda, uh, Congress just a couple of weeks ago, uh, rather the House of Representatives, with a strong Republican majority, passed a new law that basically says that school boards should implement some specific federal recommendations, and they go into great detail. They uh, they say uh, uh, that uh, uh, the that parents should have the right to uh, uh, review library books, for example, that are in the school. And uh, uh, there's a whole list of recommendations they give, um, and and they're not that bad. Uh, they'd be uh, schools be required to publish their curricula publicly mandate that parents be allowed to meet with their children's teachers and make school make the school give information to parents on when violence occurs on school grounds all that make very common sense are good ideas the problem from my point of view Ron and I want to get your take on this is that it is something that the Department of Education in Washington DC would enforce they could review any complaints going on about these schools that are not making this information available. And so we've got Congress telling our local education system what to do. That concerns me. Does our, you got a, a Well, it's, I feel like we're in topsy-turvy land because it's generally the Republican Party that shakes its fist at the Depar- U.S. Department of Education and doesn't want any federal mandates coming down. They want local control. And uh, Congresswoman Julia Letlow, Louisiana Congresswoman Julia Letlow, sponsored this bill. Every single Democrat voted against it, and five Republicans voted against it. Uh, so it's, and we don't even know if it'll get a hearing in the Senate uh, where it will be a little bit less well-received probably. But it does surprise me. She comes out of higher education, and it did surprise me a lot that she would want this layer of federal mandates and federal dicta- federal government dictating what's happening at the local school board level. Representative Chip Roy is a Republican over in Texas, and he said, I don't lo- love going down this road. He went on to say that education policy ought to be left to the states, and that's not the case, Ron, as you pointed out, and uh, uh, that now— uh, the Department of Education, which a, gr- a large number of Republicans want to abolish the Department of Education. Now the Republicans are giving all this additional authority to the Department of Education. And as you pointed out, it's being done. Uh, in The lead folks in the whole effort are Louisianians. Representative Ju- uh, Lutlow 
Uh, her husband, Luke Ludlow, was initially elected to the Fifth Circuit Congressional District. For you folks that don't know, the Fifth Circuit uh, covers all of northeast Louisiana. It shuttles down into the Felicianas, but it's mostly a northeast Louisiana district. And uh, Julia's husband uh, died of COVID. Uh, he was, had been elected, but had not been sworn in yet. So they had a special election and his wife, uh, Julia, rather, his, uh, uh, was elected overwhelmingly. Yes. And, and apparently it wasn't just a resp- uh, feeling sad for the congressman and his family. She, from what I'm told, was very active uh, educator, uh, worked at the uh, university up in Monroe, Louisiana, uh, spoke a lot in her husband's behalf. So she was able to hit the ground running and had a good reputation in Congress. But now she's the lead author of uh, legislation that lets the federal government start telling local school boards what to do. And I think that uh, uh, it's not going far in the Senate. And I, quite frankly, I think it's just a bad idea. I mean, uh, if, and, and, you know, I just say this, Ron, and I think I see if you agree with me. School board board members and the elections for school board used to be kind of a sleepy affair. You know, wasn't much of a turnout. No one got that concerned. But now there is great controversy with uh, uh, large lines of, of, of parents going to school board meetings, demanding more accountability. Some school, some parents don't want their kids to be exposed to certain types of literature. Others say freedom of speech, open it all up. But it's been a local affair. It's local students, rather local parents, dealing with a local school board in a local parish in Louisiana, not some federal bureaucrat coming in to look the whole thing over. So it's gotten controversial. It's a lot more than it used to be, isn't it? Definitely. She she did a good job of lining up her Republican colleagues in the state. Uh, Garrett Graves said this bill will ensure parents have a clear voice in their child's education. Well, no. No, that is not what it does. It does the exact opposite of that. It gives the federal government more control over your child's education. And then big surprise, uh, Congressman Clay Higgins from over in Lafayette, um, you know, turned it into this war on libraries, which is a topic for another day with me. But um, this whole idea of uh, wanting to ban books and and make things uh, unavailable to to children. And, you know, our library system in East Baton Rouge Parish has dealt with this years and years ago. Kids get library cards that are indicated what age they are until they're a certain age. They are not able to check out certain books and all. It's never been a problem. But all of a sudden, um, you know, some of the Republican congressmen are calling libraries grooming centers. You know, your library, and, and that's kind of what's at the heart of this. What's at the heart of this is wanting to rush in and take even more control where you said it used to be, you know, you went from PTA mom to maybe running for the school board or you went to being involved in Rotary and, hey, I think you'd be great, serve on the school board. Now you have to fill out a questionnaire um, for yourself. How do you feel about death threats? You know, you okay with that? Because you're probably going to get them if you're on the school board. And how do you feel? Will your family be upset if people with um, pitchforks and flames come (laughs) surround your house? Will that upset your children to have that happen? Because that's what's happening to school board members. No doubt. No doubt. 
You mentioned Representative Clay Higgins, and I'll give you a quote. This is a very controversial former law enforcement congressman who says some pretty outrageous things. He's from southwest Louisiana, and he said this, uh, I quote him, The library's regular Americans recall are gone. (laughs) They become liberal grooming centers. Well, Congressman, I'd say this to you. I'm sure glad you alerted me that they're liberal grooming centers. I take my nieces and my grandkids to the local library at least once a week. And I'm going to have to rethink that now, that uh, that I'm putting them into the, the teeth of local grooming centers. <laughs> Who knows for what? So, uh, And then not to be out none, you mentioned Mike Johnson, who's a, a, a very conservative congressman, moving up in the leadership of Republican ranks, comes from Shreveport. And he said... Uh, uh, quote, the radical left is infiltrating nearly every institution in the U.S. Our educational system is one of the most glaring examples. And so uh, I thought, well, I wanted to tell the congressman, I've seen him, congressman, uh, who are these liberal members? Uh, I, I uh, read a story by the American Education Research Association, and they said that a strong majority of school boards are most likely to be white wealthy and Republican oh. uh, throughout this country. So, hmm, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Johnson, I'd just like to get your response to that. So, uh, And they uh, call it the Parents' Bill of Rights, if you're not familiar, if our listeners are not familiar with the legislation. It's called a Parents' Bill of Rights, and Louisiana passed one of those uh, six, eight years ago or so. Uh, when parents got upset about something else, let's put another layer of people who can go in there and and scrutinize things. And so in the name of giving parents more rights, to me, uh, this whole culture war on education and libraries and public schools is just really taking a bad turn with this. And um, I think fortunately for those of us who don't like the bill, uh, I think it'll be up to Bernie Sanders if it even gets a hearing, and it'll be it would be in his committee. In his so committee, the senator. It, it may from... it may be dead on arrival. We don't know, but but I know Bill Cassidy, our senator, our Republican senator from here in Baton Rouge, has said that he would certainly support it. So maybe it will get a hearing. Well, it may get a hearing, but I grant I don't think it's going to go that far. But now let me ask you your opinion of this, Rana. Uh, there are some. People that say, well, we don't want to ban books, but we don't want books involving some very controversial issues to be openly available to young kids, uh, to kids who are in third or fourth grade. Should they have access to books on uh, some of the more controversial, uh, controversial issues, transgender, gay issues? Or should that be put in a section to where either the ch- the child's pa- the child's parent would say, "Sure, that's okay for for uh, uh, Jenna or Billy to to uh, take out that book. I'm okay with that." Should there be a not a restriction, but in a different area for those that the local school board maybe uh, says is a little too uh, too much for young kids? We're going to restrict to a certain age. What do you think about that? Well, you have library boards and you have school boards that look at all these things. And you have a lot of local control now where if you if there is something objectionable, um, that's to me the place to go take it up with them and have a discussion. 
I've not found many unreasonable librarians. You know, if you're so worried that your child be exposed to something, the only thing I, I would say to that is, um, again, I feel like we're we've we've become a country of know-it-alls. You know, and everybody knows better now than the people we used to trust to make these decisions. So now everybody knows better than teachers. You know, they all know better what's for their child. Well, homeschool your child then. You know, if you know so well, homeschool your child if you can't trust the teachers to teach them. But there are facts of life that we used to trust teachers to teach and trust education systems to decide at what age they should be taught. I think all of us grew up at a, at a certain age. Your teachers decided in public health or biology or something when they would get into reproduction and topics like that. And I don't remember a lot of parents saying, absolutely not, don't teach my child that. They kind of trusted them to teach it. Well, you you came up in a Mississippi uh, uh, educational system. Uh, I went to high school in Missouri, grade school and high school in Missouri. We never had sex education. We never had reproductive education. I I, I was never exposed to that. You know, I, well, we did. Uh, we did uh, in Mississippi, Jim. Mississippi did that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and especially I went to high school at a Catholic school, and we absolutely uh, were taught that in the school. So. Um, but we don't we don't trust that anymore. I mean, it's not just sex education or or gender issues, but look at black history. I mean, when Ruby Bridges movie is banned because or or Rosa Parks, a book on Rosa Parks is banned because well, we don't want our child to feel bad because Rosa Parks was told to go sit in the back of the bus. That's history. I mean, we used to trust teachers to explain that in classrooms. And we used to trust libraries to pick out books that that enlighten children at the appropriate ages. We don't know. Everybody knows better now. So I say if you before you want to take over the schools and take over everything. Just pull your kids out and homeschool them. Well, but that's easy. But, but you, you know, want. you got forty percent of parents that single mothers who uh, struggle to put their kids in school to begin with. Uh, I guess my position would be I would trust my school board. If I if I think it's I'm in too conservative of community, then I got no objection to urging someone. Maybe you better move out because because we've elected the school board. They've picked a library board, and we've given the library board some discretion. And that library board says that uh, if they say that there's there's books that should be banned from school, and uh, then uh, even though as a publisher, and uh, uh, I think most of our listeners know, I've published a number of very controversial versial books, including Ronna Gray right here in front of me. <laughs> Actually, Familiar Evil is a very controversial book story. Of a, I'm pretty sure if you could get it banned, it would have a whole nother run of sales, you know, right. so it would get, <laughs> back, get, get on a bestseller list. So. You'd love for me to get that done, right? So, so uh, it goes back to our initial comments about Congress interfering in the local level. I think you, uh, if you, uh, uh, have a problem, you take it up to your, your school board member. School boards appoint a library board, 
And in most cases, it kind of works out. You've got a few exceptions here in Louisiana. Lafayette, Livingston Parish. Now, Livingston Parish is right adjacent to East Baton Rouge Parish and uh, a number of other surrounding parishes where there's no controversy. But it's gotten very controversial in Livingston Parish. So, Livingston uh, lost its number one and number two librarians mm-hmm. in that area, and they have a really nice library system. Lafayette, also Lafayette. Uh, it's run off some people over the drag queen story hour over there and, and objections about that. But uh, we've just lost sight of these are our neighbors, you know, who we elect to these boards and we elect to these positions. And it just seems like we you're right. The tribalism uh, gets us every time, but we should be able to um, talk to each other and resolve these. Well, we should, but again, if if we can't talk to either resolve these, if the school board takes a position that I'm not comfortable with, I don't like it, well then, you know, I chose to live in this community uh, uh, where, uh, where, you know, these decisions are made. I guess my focus of today's show is don't let the federal government, don't right. let Republican congressmen tell us what to do. Now, we might have another show in terms of, well, our school board's going too far, but at least that all goes to local control. It's still a local control issue and not a federal issue that uh, the House of Representatives in, in Washington has pushed. So, hey, listen, we're out of time. Glad you're listening to us today. Ronna Gray is my co-host. Ronna, take care. We, we'll, you know, we'll have more local. We're not talking about... Uh, uh, you know, uh, the highway department or whether to, how to fill the potholes. We're keeping it very lively. And uh, by the way, I mentioned Rhonda Gray's book, and it is a very controversial book about a child <laughs> pedophile. You can see the book cover on my website at jimbrownla.com. And uh, we hope you'll tell your friends, oh, it's terrible, this terrible book that's stirring all this up so more people will go buy it. And, right? I, and I'd just like to let Congressman Higgins know, because I'm sure he listens to this podcast that it's also available in your local grooming center. Oh, dear. Oh, oh in the your local library. Local library. Local library. So. Terrible. I'm a big library fan, and I just hate seeing uh, this controversy in the libraries. But we'll talk about that another day. If you want to learn more, go to our website, datelinelouisiana.com. You can hear this podcast plus podcast we've been doing for over a year. You go back and listen to some really lively debates. The Donald Trump indictment was our focus last week that's on our website. Uh, Glad you're listening, folks. Again, jimbrownla.com and uh, datelinelouisiana.com. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Dateline Louisiana with Jim Brown and Ronna Gray. To subscribe to this podcast or contact Jim or Ronna, visit datelinelouisiana.com. We hope you'll join us again next week for more news and reflections from the Bayou State.